Ba 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 ba. What up, Eric? <laughs> oh, you beat me to it yet again, Ty. <laughs> I'm quick on the trigger, finger on the holster, hand on the mm-hmm. holster, hand on the six inch. Dude, Ty's got his hand on the six inch, ready to fire at all times. How are yeah, you doing today on this uh, lovely day? I am excellent. I have a few reasons to be happy. Uh, let's sit around together and say thanks for the things that we're grateful for. I have my espresso in a wine glass that I'm sipping on. Mm-hmm. I, 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 um, I can see that. I'm complete. I'm going to throw away every coffee mug I own. The idea of sipping coffee out of a coffee <laughs> mug is so overdone. And honestly, they're mm-hmm. not that great. Coffee mugs, the, the, like the ceramic on them doesn't make the like if you're buying like, like I'm I'm blowing, blowing like thirty bucks a bag right now on fourth wave coffee beans like these are some high quality roast and then to like sip them out of like any like anything that doesn't make the coffee feel special seems so twisted you know so now I drink all my espresso out of wine glasses because that's the way it should mm-hmm. be served absolutely um, I know exactly what you're talking about because it seems to me that wine glasses have been designed to um you know accentuate the aromatic qualities mm-hmm. of whatever is in it mm-hmm. and i just know what you're drinking right now it smells way better in that thin nice glass than it does in some shitty mug that you got from uh, the last conference you went to yeah dude that's the oh, i don't even want to get into mug graphics this episode we need a whole freaking patreon exclusive for that um but you're right that because you, you get so much more like infiltrates the nostrils when you sip uh, espresso from the wine glass. So you really get the notes of orange peel and cacao powder or whatever other yeah. bullshit they put in it. Mm-hmm. All of the shit that Big Bean has made up uh, in order to justify charging you, you know, $40 for a bag. Because we mm-hmm. both know that uh, you ain't tasting no orange, bro. That's coffee. That's coffee flavor. It's not orange flavor. What kind of shit is that? Yeah, um, it's really incredible. The mind can make up anything, hey. If you tell it what the mind wants to believe, it it explains a lot mm-hmm. how manipulated mm-hmm. we are by big, like by capitalism, really. Dude, the late stage capitalism is a reoccurring topic on this podcast, and mm-hmm. I think it, everyone's sh- everyone's like alarm bells should be ringing <laughs> as loud as ours because, mm. um, you know, if you were to just sip the coffee and not read the packaging. I would bet you all my Bitcoin that you would not be able to tell me that there's orange peel in there. Oh, I am notoriously bad at extracting the flavor profile from anything. I don't know if Mm -hmm. it's like years of sweet onion sauce has torched the palate, like the taste buds or (laughs) what, but Mm -hmm. like, no, I only, the only notes that I understand in any food are the ones that are uh, uh, quietly told to me by my server as they hand me the, hand me the plate. Yeah, if it's not written in the fine print of my uh, matchstick bean, mm-hmm. then um, there's a good chance that I will never notice. And I mm. think I might even, I already go for the cheapest coffee they have, which is like their basic espresso one. And mm-hmm. I don't think there's any notes on that. I think it's just, they were like, you know, this is our um, economy class of bean and therefore <laughs> you don't you don't get to have the notes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, right, honestly, no, this isn't an open pe- book test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people who are buying our, our, our entry bean, our gateway bean, they're, 
Like yeah. we did our market research. They can't read anyways. <laughs> exactly. They're not the ones who are, they go here because it's close and mm-hmm. they're not, you know, going here because they want to taste the uh, fudge brownie note, top mm-hmm. note. It's like, get yeah. the fuck out of here, bro. Like, like if you these notice are, these this kind scholars. of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like granted, Dude, I, different I, coffee t- tastes different, right? But like, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna say here be like, oh, that one wasn't enough brownie for me. Not, not to my taste. Sorry. Totally. I mean, like, and, like I am convinced, Eric, that the over there's like a huge overlap in the Venn diagram of guys that appreciate coffee a little too much and guys that don't have sex. Like, you, you only have time for one thing here, and a lo- unfortunately, a lot of guys take the bean path. Mm-hmm. and so that's why that's why i am proud to say and it's the it, wrong bean <laughs> it's the wrong bean yeah <laughs> their tongue's flicking the wrong bean here <laughs> exactly. so that's why i am proud to tell you that i got no top mid or bottom notes happening with this espresso despite its cost putting this in the wine glass is almost exclusively to social signal that i have a better bean than you because like mm-hmm. you'd have to be ludicrous to put folgers in this Luda. wine glass right now Luda, <laughs> like exactly. for real though, like that would you? Why would you want to torch your nostrils like that? That Folgers is like that's a that's a uh, yeah. like a, a talk. That's a war crime. <laughs> like the Geneva Convention bans such action. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just like Lil Wayne said, don't ask me about what's in my cup. Mm-hmm. It's none of your business. None of your business. <laughs> so I'm glad we uh, I'm glad we're aligned on this, Eric. We don't agree on much. <laughs> we we disagree on a lot of very important topics but we agree on all the meaningless stupid topics which is mm. i think exactly why we're friends yeah this is our think tank it's this is a yes and podcast <laughs> this is all about uh double clicking and triple clicking into mm-hmm. you know the root the root folder if you will mm-hmm. yeah you would think we are uh playing a massively online multiplayer online multiplayer game in a way we're clicking around and based mm-hmm. on the uh rising listenership of this podcast it's certainly a popular one mm-hmm. i you know when we set out to make this podcast i didn't think our listenership would skyrocket as much as bitcoin but it has passed bitcoin we have more um dollars than a single bitcoin does which is great so you know with that in mind uh should we start the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Have we not already? Is, is this Can just we, the Should interlude? we just hit record right now? Yeah, we should hit record. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, I, 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 I want... He just like said, hit, let's hit record, and then he walked out of the room on the Zoom chat. <laughs> I have to you're, I have to flick the on air uh, neon sign to uh, reflect my current status. I see. Yeah, you want to make sure that the red lights on. We're in the booth. Recording is happening. No one interrupt. Mm. Not even the DoorDash drivers allowed in here. Exactly, Ty. The red light district is uh, open for business. Mm. Um, but Ty, I wanted to bring to your attention this story that came across my timeline that made me laugh and cringe at the same time and obviously it has to do with food and mm-hmm. rappers mm-hmm. um and so naturally a perfect topic for this podcast mm-hmm. um but it t- looks out looks like push a t <laughs> um, 
Big Push, King Push himself, wrote a nice little diss track uh, in collaboration with Arby's. Have so you heard of this? I've, I've heard uh, mu- like rumors, musings, if you will, that Pusha was working with the Arbs. Um, huh. What did Pusha write for Arby's? Uh, well, he made a song called Spicy Fish Diss. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this... I, I feel personally attacked, Ty, because he, he's going after the filet fish in particular, which is my favorite of the McDonald's burgers. Mm-hmm. Nothing like a filet fish to uh, calm the gut after a night of drinking a few too many heady IPAs at the craft brewery. The, the filet fish just, it's at home in there, it swims around in the gut. It's <laughs> return the fish to nature and it, it just kind of calms you down. Absolutely. It is my go-to after a night out. Uh, I do love to hit the surf and turf, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit of fish, a little bit of chicken nuggets. It, it's mm. good for the soul. Um, mm-hmm. um, but I just want to read you some lyrics. Is that is that cool with you, Ty? I just want to tell you exactly what Pink Push has to say about McDonald's uh, brought to yeah. you by Arby's. <laughs> so, so you um, can read. Okay. I can read. I do read, but I, 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 don't, I choose not to usually. Um, so the first two two bars here say, I'm the reason the whole world love it. Now I got to crush it. filet fish is bleep, and you should be disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you for that slam poem, Eric. <laughs> Dude, so Push says that the filet fish is blank. Don't know what word he used. Mm-hmm. Um, there's four, I'm reading the lyrics off Genius.com. Have you heard of that website? I'm familiar with Genius.com. They put four asterisks, so I'm guessing he's saying that it's shit. Mm-hmm. This is my guess. <laughs> mm, it could be. He, it could have been good. Could have wrote good, and then he could have the Then the marketing manager stepped in and changed the narrative. Yeah, let me just censor this, and let me censor you, King Push. I will not stand for this erasure tie as a flowfish lover. Um, and then he says, Ooh. how dare you sell a square fish asking us to trust it? <laughs> a half slice of cheese? Mickey D's on a budget? Wow. Honestly, he's wow. making some good, strong points. Like These are, yeah, these are hard. This is a solid points. thesis. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Big uh, Ronald was uh, ready for this level of critique. Um, no. <laughs> but I'd love to, uh, we, I, just think, I think we need to see a, uh, you know, a very soon the clock is ticking for for ron don yeah where's the pr team like are they going to relink with yay to uh formulate a response are they going to take this respectfully laugh it off or are they going to get defensive i feel like mcdonald's would get defensive here mm-hmm. remember remember back so. in the day the uh the whole nuggets scandal like the chicken isn't real mm-hmm. i mean this a is whole, a, like, a whole documentary about that yeah, this is a common theme with fast food restaurants. Hey, uh, questions about the, the, the chicken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I feel like they will take this very seriously. Yeah, I mean, they could do that, or they could um, just ignore it. Because I think as soon as you acknowledge it, then you've already lost. You know, right? Um, but I, that's when the song already we're peaking. Okay, the song is not bad, and. Uh, this is, I think, when the marketing manager stepped in and said, we got to include some, you know, fluff points here for Arby's. Mm-hmm, um, the hook. Yeah, we got we to gotta write the hook. We got we to gotta pat, uh, pat ourselves on the back and 
like mm-hmm. baby powder are nuts a little bit mm-hmm. um and so here's where it, here's what happens it says arby's crispy fish is simply it with lines around the corner we might need a <laughs> dude so they're selling features they square that's all there, there's some feature is that you gotta wait an hour to get it oh i thought it was both i thought it was a double entendre as the rappers say uh, both a popular meal, but also alluding to the shape, as he previous in a previous bar dissed the shape of the mm-hmm. like the parking lot shaped filet fish. Yeah, there's no way a fish can be square, um, unless you're talking about SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, what else we got here? Um, let's see if there's any. Oh, here, here's another one. Drowned in tartar, that flail fish is tasteless. See, Arby's only deals in the greatness. I bet mm. the house on it like it's Vegas. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that dude. He's once again, he's right. Great thesis. I, but like, I, I bet, guarantee you the Arby's fish is dry as shit. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna want some tartar with that, baby. Like, sauces yeah. everything. That's, that's, if there's one thing the bread has take away from think fresh podcasts is that the sauce is the only thing that matters mm-hmm. you're absolutely right the sauce is the whole point as we know about subway like you can make the, sh- the worst most torch sandwich in the world but mm-hmm. if you add that sweet combo of sweet onion and southwest you're you're cruising buddy yeah so that puts a lot of pressure on that uh pimple face teenage wine <laughs> chef at the back of our beats to deliver <laughs> on this fish sandwich otherwise like the food critics are going to be coming for coming for him, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't we don't go to Arby's because we you know trust the staff much like Subway, but at least in Subway's case, I have full creative control. Um, but Ty, there's mm-hmm. there's one I want to read to you because it made me laugh, and um, it was the perfect like closing argument. All um, right. The crispy fish sandwich blazing trails. Them other clowns just too frail. Yeah. If you know me and you know me well, our fish is gonna tip that scale. Wow. Wow. Dude, this this went from diss track to jingle real fast. <laughs> I know. It started off so strong, but I think mm-hmm. they ended it really well with the you know signature push a tea. Yeah. 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 That's how I feel when I eat either fish sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I think they're leaning into that exact thing. Um mm-hmm. With you know, calling McDonald McDonald a clown, literally, I think that's quite poetic. <laughs> that is that is <laughs> clever. That actually went over my head on first pass, but I'll play this back a few times. I'll, I'm sure there's a TikTok dance for it. Mm-hmm. And then wow. the outro tie it says, "This is a paid advertisement brought to you by the unrivaled, the unparalleled Arby's." Whew. So Arby's is you know, they're claiming their their set. You know what I'm saying? They're like, this mm-hmm. this is our block. We're not. You don't fuck with them red and yellow bitches over there on mm-hmm. on the other side. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize <laughs> RB was so assertive. They're really asserting themselves. It's it's kind of mm-hmm. exciting. Um, I mean, we always knew it was a man's man sandwich. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, it, it's the kind of restaurant to be directly attached, like a Home Depot, um, where mm-hmm. McDonald's is like more of a Lowe's kind of place. <laughs> mm-hmm. McDonald's is in every man's joint. Arby's exactly. is for like the real meatheads. Exactly. I, I'm curious though, Eric. This, do you think this is 
pardon the pun, but like manufactured beef? Or do you think Arby's <laughs> is like coming out of left field with this? This They put a hit out on McDonald's here. I mean, what's the difference? They're, they're I, pointing their gun at Big Ronald and saying, fucking put him up. You know what I mean? Like he's going to shoot. And he, and he shot. All, like, yeah, I guess so. But like for all we know, Ronald's is CMO is in bed with Arby's as marketing coordinator. And they are making a baby, which is this manufactured drama. Mm. For all we know, McDonald's already has their they they like pre-prepared their re- re- reply here. I mean, if they did, I would expect it to come out already. Um, it's been four days, Ty. That's in in rap in the rap world. That's an eternity. That's a whole lifetime. Um, yeah, to not you, reply. We we lost two rappers probably in the last four days. Like two members of the <laughs> exactly. ASAP Mob are like probably got dicked. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, dude. Uh, who knows what kind of you know, shootings are happening behind the scenes here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, McDonald's is the biggest murderer on the block. They murder billions of chickens per year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I would watch out if I was Arby's. I would be careful. Do you think, uh, you know, Arby's is going to hit him with a back-to-back a la, a la Drake? Wow. I think so. This is the challenge with, like, uh, bringing Pusha on. As you're like, as you're like spokesperson, because all Pusha is capable of doing, and I, I feel kind of bad for the guy because he's like forever just the ghostwriter. All he does is like he, he's got this like maniac, maniac like intent to like create drama everywhere he goes. He's like, my album's gonna be the greatest album of the year, or he's like, mm-hmm. Drake's got a hidden child, or like McDonald's is shit, or whatever. I wrote blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah, and I didn't get credited. He like is constantly like. I'm like, here's Lana Del Rey doing cocaine. I have a photo of it. Um, he's constantly like just trying to like stir up drama, but none of it seems to like actually re- re- resonate with like the cultural zeitgeist. Or if it does, the act, mm-hmm. the thing he, the the, the thing he manifested <laughs> resonates, but he gets somehow like deep. He falls off the story. He gets detached, and mm-hmm. then like he's no longer in the cultural narrative. So I feel bad for Pusha. He's like the ghostwriter of culture. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you could like call Pusha T kind of like the ghost of Kiev because mm-hmm. he just like murders other rappers and then disappears like we don't know like where he is he, like we don't know what he's doing like mm-hmm. he announced Drake's child and then now the story is about Drake's child and like no one cares that like Pusha was the only person to like make Drake lose a like beef you know what I mean yeah it's true he just falls off the story it's kind of mm-hmm. weird. It's like he's like the black olive to the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just falls on the ground and you forgot you ever had it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But do you think he actually wrote the jingle to Big McDonald's? Mm-hmm. So this is the this is the rumor. Rumor has it that Pusha was responsible for the Baba Bud jingle and he was never uh, rewarded for that by McDonald's. There's been no royalty, no credit. No, um, not even a bouquet of flowers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and no, just no a quick, uh, no bouquet, exactly. No, um, so a quick Google search is telling me that, uh, you know, the reason for this Arby's diss um, against McDonald's is because that they put or they didn't pay him appropriately. So I'm guessing, uh, you know, Pusha T, like many other rappers, is stuck in a bad deal from the label where they don't get paid royalties, they get paid like a one-time 
fee. Um, and when was this even created? Because, you know, if McDonald's was like popping back in the day when uh, Push wrote this, then obviously, you know, you got paid well. Um, but who knows? I, I choose to believe, Eric. Um, I choose to believe. And I want to because I've seen enough murder murder documentaries on Netflix to know that there is an intention. There is a, uh, like Pusha has a, a weapon, his, his, his voice and his talent. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we've already, have, we've triangulated already enough information from that alone to mm-hmm. make a accusation, I think. Like, I'm one included, a baby. Um, okay, Ty, I'm uncovering more information live here. Um, so it looks like, you know, Push is admitting that he signed a bad contract. Um, mm-hmm. So he says here, he did it at a very young age, at a young time in his career where he wasn't asking for as much money and ownership. Um, and he said that it's always been something that's bothered him his whole life. Like, damn, I should have got more for this, like, because I was a part of it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel bad for the guy? He signed the contract. He made the sandwich. Like, can you really, like... <laughs> my brother in Christ, really... you made the jingle. <laughs> my brother in Christ, you fucked up. Like, can you really feel bad for a guy who, like, signed the contract? Yeah, I kind of can, because, like, I think it's a common trope of the artist, the starving artist, to not know their worth. Look at every artist behind the line at the way, Eric. Do you think they know the value that they've created for me? I am sure they have not been paid appropriately for how much joy, how full I felt. Mm -hmm. But you're not paying for that joy. (laughs) You're paying ten dollars a month on Spotify. Do you? Would you like to pay (laughs) twenty? Is my question. (laughs) (laughs) So you think should I pay more money on Spotify so that Pusher gets his fair share? Yeah, that's exactly my question. I don't know. I mean, I think there's other people that are um, in a better financial position to support Pusha. Perhaps he should consider a GoFundMe. He has a compelling mm. narrative. I think people would empathize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the charity that McDonald McDonald's does? The the, the uh, Ronald Ron- House for the House for the unfortunate. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's Ronald McDonald House Charities. Um, Maybe, you know, Push could be an ambassador of that as their number one uh, beneficiary. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That would be a beautiful story. That would be. I think Pusha should, uh, you know, like, why doesn't McDonald's just say, like, you know what, you're right, we fucked up. Let's adopt you and you can be our spokesperson and we'll, you know, start now. We'll we'll start now. We'll start paying. For sure. I want to live in that world, Eric. I want to live in a world where Pusha T is a dependent of Ronald McDonald. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's the most late-stage capitalist thing that could happen. Absolutely, Ty. Um, Known drug dealer Pusha T. (laughs) (laughs) Self-proclaimed drug dealer Pusha T is, uh, you know, no longer moving white, but is moving tartar sauce. Yeah, baby. There if anything, that, uh, this shit is making me hungry. Uh, exactly. Meat in the nugs. Absolutely. Oh, well, that's about it for that story. I'm glad you could listen to my genius uh, breakdown. Thank you for bringing this to my attention, Eric. You are always 
but your finger on the pulse of what's what in mm -hmm. the world of these uh, uh, of rap doom. Absolutely. What do you think will have um, you know a longer shelf life? Ty, this beef or push a T? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I I have a hypothesis that this beef is genetically modified, so I think it will <laughs> stick around longer than Push's role. Mm -hmm. as as Push is only mortal. Than, uh, exactly. As long as, only, as long as it sticks around longer than the song Push and Pee, uh, mm -hmm. then, you know, I think we have a real winner for Arby's. They, mm -hmm. they deserve a win. Yeah. In Q2. <laughs> you see, you see Gunna's little pee, little pee tooth? You got a little pee on his tooth now. You got pee in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I, I, you just got to let it go. It's like, it's come and gone. But he's still he's still on. pushing P, and everyone else is ready to move on. Yeah, I know that's an example of something blowing up too quickly, um, and becoming deeply uncool before you know we even had a chance to use it in a caption. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the it's like it was barely in my recently used emoji list before <laughs> I realized I had to abandon it. <laughs> it was in and it was out. Mm -hmm. We had a good run where you could react to a zoom meeting with the p logo um mm -hmm. yeah you know that lasted for about a week and mm -hmm. you know since then we've uh tossed it in the bin because it's been growing mold much like you know the foot long that's been sitting in my fridge for a week well i'm excited eric for uh, a few months from now when just like the second wave of bitcoin p comes back in more of an ironic fashion and a nostalgic fashion and then we can reclaim that concept and apply it to uh, like after people forgot, mm -hmm. you know, it'll, I think it'll be fresh mm -hmm. again. My worry though, is that we will reappropriate P as an irony play. Um, but Facebook moms will already be wise to that and they'll know what we're talking about. Mm. People knowing what we're talking about makes it uncool. That's dangerous. It is. Well, <laughs> I want to talk to you about something, Eric, that I don't think anyone's ever heard of. <laughs> wow. Okay, great. I'm excited. Sayways are weird. Okay. So last night, I had like a Michelada in me, not feeling super like ready to cook some dinner. So I like swung by uh, just like a, a, a regular everyday grocery store. Okay. And I picked normie. up a frozen, a frozen pie. Yes. I, I'm a normie grocer. Oh. I beeline it to the frozen pie section. I tell myself like it's a frozen pizza kind of night. And I have this strategy here. You see, I figured out the way to uh, elevate the frozen pizza. I purchased this, this is a topic I'm passionate about. Please. Continue. Yes, yes. So I don't know if I've brought this up on the pod before, but what I started doing is when you purchase a frozen pizza, bring home a little container of arugula, a little bit of rocket. Um, and then when you're done cooking it, uh, sprinkle that onto the, the pie and then oh, yeah. drizzle it in olive oil. And you have something that isn't too far away from like your lower tier uh, Naples style pizzeria place. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, mm -hmm. you got me hard as a rocket right now, Ty. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love to sprinkle my pie with a little bit of rocket and mm -hmm. uh, oleo. I'm no stranger to that concept. Um, I also sometimes will shave some extra parm, or mm. even sprinkle a few chili flakes on top as well. Mm, the Parmigiano Reggiano move is also an elevation technique, but I always was like a just dip the pizza in like some barbecue sauce and call it an egg guy. But now that I have this new 
philosophy on frozen pizza, I am able to, I, I would, I would serve this to my in-laws. I'm, I'm proud of what I've created. It's, it's, it's transcended frozen food. Mm -hmm. I think frozen food has to be elevated. You know, you need to do something um, in order to make it feel a little bit better. Like, I think I might have mentioned this on the pod. So apologies, breadheads. Um, but I do love to create a nice little pot of craft dinner and mm -hmm. sprinkle a little bit of truffle oil uh, that I Ooh. purchased from my last trip in Europe. It's it's crazy. Like that combo right there, like goes goes mm -hmm. hard as a motherfucker, bro. And it's so good. Yeah, dude. What a what a nice highbrow, lowbrow combination. I think that's what mm -hmm. we're looking for here at Think Fresh Podcast. Um, mm -hmm. Believe it or not, the arugula is not why I brought this up. So last night, I'm at the, I'm in the frozen what? aisle. It's just not <laughs> the frozen aisle is the craziest part of the grocery store because it's just all doors. You're just surrounded by doors. And you don't get mm -hmm. that very often in any store unless you're at like a yeah. door store. Yeah, dude. It's like makes it obvious that there are more doors than wheels in the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that's an innuendo or what, but you're right. It sure does. <laughs> uh, and so the, the, the smart people at Delicio, they, they have yet <laughs> the, again. The good people at uh, front of the pod Delicio. Yeah, they they have yet again innovated in the world of pizza, Eric. Um, what they what they had presented to me in the the see through door was the Delicio croissant crust pizza. Oh I'm just my gonna god! Hold there for a second. Holy well, shit! Let me repeat myself: croissant crust pizza. So obviously, I had a cop want to bring it home to try, and. Oh, I have some feedback notes for you, Eric. Oh, wow. Is the whole, okay. I have so many questions. I, mm -hmm. um, one, is the crust, the croissant crust, is it just the outer rim that is croissant or is it the entire thing, the whole bottom layer? Cool. Great question. So the, uh, so we, we've talked about this gripe with pizza where the pizza, they show a picture of the pizza in a box rather than just showing you a picture, like just show me the pizza, right? Uh, mm -hmm. which it I should just hit, be a bag it should just be the bag yeah um the picture showed the crust and like a like a like a ar architectural rendering almost of the crust like a, uh, mm, a what do they call it a cross section a crust section if you will <laughs> and um you could see these this layering happening it it was flaky and it looked almost like the surface of the earth's crust um but not unlike the like what you would expect a croissant so mm -hmm. I expected it to only be the crust, but pop that baby out of the oven, first bite in, sure enough, even at the thinnest point of the pizza, there's a couple layers in there. Wow. Yeah. That sounds well, amazing. I was right. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, Eric, it was like going to another planet with frozen pizza. <laughs> it was so fucking good. Mm -hmm. it was, it's literally France and Italy, like linking and building in like the year mm -hmm. 2050. Like that's what that yeah. feels like to me. This is wow. the collab album we're looking for. So mm -hmm. a few other notes about this, Eric, that I think will really get you going. Uh, very light. When I pick up the pizza, it was lighter than here. I didn't realize the density of the crust is what like makes pizza heavy. Not here. This bad boy just like floats away. It almost, it, it like, it almost, I had to catch it out of the air. It almost, <laughs> it almost got away from me. Mm -hmm. 
Wow, it's like you're eating in zero gravity or something. Mm-hmm. This is like truly inspiring, Ty. I think I'm going to have to stop by a normie grocery store um, and pick one up for myself. This is making me realize that like just Whole Foods in general is like so much more overrated than I initially thought because mm-hmm. they would never like like sell this in their freezer section like they have like a keto pizza which i had once and it was like almost turned me off of pizza entirely it pissed me off so much i mm-hmm. i had a meltdown honestly and i'm not just yeah. talking about the cheese and i don't recommend dabbling in the cauliflower crust or anything like it's all Bullshit. the experimentation and this is the challenge just eat cauliflower live. just eat the fucking cauliflower yeah um, why are we making it into a crust yeah cauliflower just because cauliflower can be anything doesn't mean it should be anything exactly do not now, doing something is just as important as doing something fast rick rubin and yeah thank <laughs> you friend of the pod rick uh and take that philosophy to your next subway visit when you're thinking about vegetable pairings wow not choosing a vegetable is just as impactful as uh you know putting that slimy little cucumber down <laughs> it's so true it, wow. it's like james blake's music you know it's not just about the notes it's about the space between the notes Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah 100 uh, uh wow i'm gonna be i'm gonna be copying one for myself ty that sounds yeah. amazing the problem with eric with liberal grocery stores is that they're preoccupied they, they they put too much energy into making food seem like healthier right they're like this yeah. is genetic there, there's no gluten in this or it's genetically modified mm-hmm. no not genetically modified whereas like delicio <laughs> Those those smart guys at Delicia, I'm assuming they're all men there. I don't know why women would want to work at Big Pizza. It's super greasy. It's definitely a boys club. Guarantee it. Uh, mm-hmm. Those guys, they're like not Sometimes it's just with better that, that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what am I agreeing to? Wait, what? Uh, what? <laughs> uh, like they don't, they don't have that, those distractions. They're not focused on being healthy whatsoever. And I'm telling you, this pizza was buttery as hell. Like they, this is a fat, fat, fat boy pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like when wow. you are free of the shackles of liberalist dogma, you can make any pizza you want. Wow. You're so right. This is literally the like grown up version of the cheeseburger pizza we saw back in the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really is. And uh, I felt like an adult eating it because nothing is more socially access- acceptable in for like a late 20-something than to eat a croissant. It's, it's yeah. perfectly acceptable in all with all groups of people, all scenarios. There's no bad mm-hmm. time to eat a croissant. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I picture this pizza, I'm picturing like the best croissant I've ever had um, morphed into a pizza form. But can you be honest with me and tell me, like, if you were to compare it to any croissant you've had, what are mm-hmm. we rating it? Like, is it like a you know Kirkland branded Costco or is it a, you know, fourth wave coffee shop uh, croissant? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it certainly like makes frozen pizza crust better. It's it's a few cuts above your typical pizza crust. It's definitely not like a proper like italian restaurant pizza crust like you're not going to snip this thing with scissors but you're not going to dip it either so it's somewhere in between it's mids but it, i would i would think of it more, i would frame it more as a pizza crust that has a frozen pizza crust that has become a croissant it is not a croissant that became a pizza crust and it's not a regular pizza that became a croissant it's a frozen pizza that became a croissant 
end quote. <laughs> end quote. Full, full stop. But wow. it's so brilliant. I don't know why Subway doesn't do this, Eric. Like, they yeah, could they should make croissant sandwiches. Fuck, why are they making croissant sandwiches? Yeah. Cut the, cut the salami bullshit out. Let's make some croissants. Um, mm-hmm. I actually did that the other day. You know, I finished a run and... You know, I finished my run right outside of a fourth wave coffee shop, which happens mm-hmm. more often than not. And, mm-hmm. you know, I said, no, fuck it. I'm, I'm hungry. And I earned a nice little twisted treat for myself. So let me just go ahead and walk in here, grab a croissant and go home, slice that bitch in half and make a nice little egg croissant sandwich. And that wow. was just beautiful. Let me tell you, croissant sandwiches are just like greasier than a burger. Like it's like unbelievably good. Yeah, bro. It's heaven on earth. It's and I'm not talking about Mark Jacobs. I I feel like it was, it it should be on the menu, but I don't think Subway needs to do like a classic croissant sandwich, like what you probably brought home from your fourth wave shop. I think mm-hmm. they could do what Del- they could take a page from Delicio's books and and fold the bread in a way that is reminiscent of a croissant i think i'd like that more because then i can still get the 12 inches that my stomach is expecting stomach's mm, hungry exactly exactly i wanted the kind of bread where like you put like a drop of water on it and it's like immediately dissolves like i mm-hmm. want that kind of bread so when it hits my stomach it's just like evaporates and i'm like immediately ready to you know run a marathon afterwards mm-hmm. it would be so good i would order i think you could compete with the herbs and cheese Oh, yeah, 100%. Imagine a herbs and cheese croissant. <laughs> oh, I just got shivers, Eric, when you said that. Mm-hmm. Chills, baby. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's up there. It could compete with everything bagel, Ty. Yeah, like we are talking about like the cream of the crop here. Mm-hmm. This is like everything bagel levels of innovation right here. Like we, mm. the world needs this. Mm-hmm. I've genuinely been never been more passionate about, about something that subway should offer and we've come up with a lot of good ideas this is the only mm-hmm. one i really want this is all i want <laughs> but then it got me it's like well delicios dabbled in many a crust form before they had some cheese stuffed crust like they put like the marinara sauce in the crust once and like it made me realize like subway should do that too like the bread only is bread but it could be so much more than bread if the sauce was like infused in the bread, then I think it would inc- increase the half-life of the footlong. I love this. Like we've seen them experiment before with like bread toppings, but that doesn't that doesn't work because I still got to grip this thing, right? And if my mm-hmm. fingers are like in the cheese or like in the sauce that's on top, like that doesn't work at all. Like I got to wash my hands three times as much. But if mm-hmm. I can just like somehow you know, stuff my loaf. <laughs> like if I could have like just like a cheese string, like a like a main artery just running through my bread, mm-hmm. then I think that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, you're obviously um, hinting at the ergonomic benefits of this, but also there's a um, a user experience that would be quite delightful. You ever mm-hmm. bite? You ever bite a jelly donut, Eric? Mm-hmm. Surely, surely you dabbled. Uh, yeah, you get a, a squirter, but like it's so much fun <laughs> to like stick your tongue in there and try to find the jelly. You know, mm-hmm. it's an interactive experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, sure is. Um, 
<laughs> on that note, Ty, I think we uh, we should close this one out on that bombshell. Oh, you got places to be? Eat. You got places to eat? Well, that's fine, Eric. I, uh, I'll just save all my other topics for next week. <laughs> what, what do you got for me, Ty? Let's, let's, let's hear it. Anything you want to resurrect this podcast with? No. I mean, right. I want to talk to you, I want to talk to you about my Aesop X Rick Owens candle that's sitting in front of me, but I would oh. like first and then we could discuss uh, uh, together. I mean, I, mine should be arriving today. Uh, you know, Crooked uh, FedEx is saying that it is arriving today and it is on a vehicle um, on the way to me, but you know, alas, no, uh, my buzzer did not ring yet. So I'm guessing that it's in, uh, in transit still. So we'll have to talk mm-hmm. about it on Tuesday, Ty. Why don't you light it up this weekend? And mm-hmm. I will do the same. And, you know, we're going to compare it on, on, on Monday. We're going to compare our experiences on Monday, you know, mm-hmm. or on Tuesday, whenever this I, next I, episode yeah. comes out. Fantastic idea, Eric. Brilliant. Go ahead and enjoy, you know, the smell of Rick Owens. Uh, you know, lighting a cigar on your couch. I am so excited to share my thoughts with you about this candle. Wow, that sounded like so a, you... Tim, a Tim Cook keynote. <laughs> <laughs> and one last thing. <laughs> okay, buddy, have a great weekend. And I'll catch up with you on Tuesday. You too, King. Thanks for listening, Breadheads. Have a great weekend. Think fresh. Ciao.